Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey there, happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. Another edition of JJ and Alex. Got a lot to get to today. Uh, Alex not with us today. Alex Curie is out once again. He will be back tomorrow. Filling his tiny shoes is some much bigger shoes. Stevenson Sylvester. Former Ute legend. Former Steeler. KSL Sports Live legend. I've, I've reached legendary status. Yo, you're a legend, yeah. We're going to put a little <laughs> plaque on the wall. Sly, thanks for joining us today. Of course, buddy. Thanks Thank for you. doing this. So we've done probably close to 100 high school games together, yeah. which is a blast. We've done countless KSL Sports Live segments over several years. This is the first time we're doing radio together, other than you having to be call, guess, calling uh, in or... Uh, That's right. Me and you hosting an entire radio show. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. I can't (laughs) wait for this. It's going to be a short show today. We must tell you that the uh, Jazz are on the road. They play the Atlanta Hawks tonight. The East Coast road trip uh, kicks off. And pregame will start at 4.30 with Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott, as always. We'll take you right up to the pregame show here on JJ and Alex, Jeremiah Jensen and Stevenson Sylvester. And you know what's sly in the house. We're going to do a lot of Utah talk today. We're going to get into Utah spring football, which is coming up. We're going to announce when that starts and when the 22 forever game, also known as a spring game, will take place. Let's get right to it. It's all Utah football on the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. I don't know how excited you are about spring football, but it's better than no football, right? And we have something to look forward to here shortly as Utah football will kick off spring practices coming up on March 12th. That officially announced today with the forever, the 22 forever game will take place on April 13th. So a square month, four weeks of spring football. And this is a big year for the Utes. It's like going into the Big 12. It's a transition. It's not the same transition going from Group of Five to Power Five, but changing conferences is going to be a transition. So much on the line this year with so many players back. The feeling, the consensus is that the Utes will be a Big 12 favorite, either them or Kansas State most likely. That's a lot of pressure on the program, but you got a lot of guys that have been through this before. So I think the not only are the expectations high, but the confidence with that, with that group is sky high. You, you're... You're around the team. You're around the program. You get a sense for that. What is your sense overall as they prepare to go into spring football? Even before that, I think if you were ever to make a huge change in something, is this not what you would want going in? Mm. A veteran team, as you said, a lot of guys coming back. And you have a coaching staff that's pretty much been through a conference change before. 
right? The majority yeah. of this staff went through the Mountain West, the Pac-12 change. They understand what it takes going in. That is something that they're not like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's what you would want when you have such a monumental change. You got a, a veteran coaching staff. I was just talking to uh, Greg Argus, and um, I didn't even realize this is his 21st season. He came in in the 2004 year. I'm like, you've been here that long? Mm. Right. And he's like, this is like uh, every day for him. He loves it here. Right. And uh, so you got guys who's been here. Right. And experience. That's the best teacher in any sport, any business, anything you go into is experience. And the Utah coaching staff has experience in, in the strength staff, in the coaching staff. And now even in the players, we got guys because of COVID year going into their seventh and eighth years. Right. We got return missionaries. We got veteran adults, mature guys yeah. in this football program going to lead this football team into the next year. That's huge. And so for me, yeah, I think that is the biggest part that I pay attention to, even being around the football facility, being around these coaches, being around these players now, is that confidence, that airy confidence um, in knowing that I know what to do going into this uh, new conference. What changes with preparation? You know, you, the Pac-12 is obviously a different vibe, different team, different programs. Does it change much though? When you're, it's different teams, different schools, different styles. Just how much difficult? How much more different is it preparing for a different group of schools, or is it really the same process? No, I was actually talking to uh, Lou Powell. You know, kind of about yeah. this, right? And um, it's just different teams from the Oregon teams, the Washington teams that you face, to now going against the Oklahoma States, the Texas Techs, the the the, the Texas Christian Universities. Yeah. Um, it's a little different in that, but any great player from Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, um, Kobe, all these guys would say, if you prepare differently um, for this game than another game, you've already lost. Right. So as far as how they get ready for a game, their uh, their nuances, those are all the same. The things that differ is maybe we have a different weight goals. Right. Our linebackers yeah. go from uh, we want them to average 230 pounds to now I want them to be 235, 238. Right. Those little things change. Right. And then uh, the things that you practice, the technical things that you practice. Right. You know, are we more I formation type teams under center quarterbacks? Are we going to be facing? Those are the little things that you that you change. But as far as the mental preparation, the 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 film study, the the the, the intangibles that uh, go into each game that'll that'll uh, permit success for you. Right. Those things are all the same. So, no, there's not a lot that changes, but there are fine things that, that you do change. Before we get into position battles and, and and we'll go through all the different positions and what to look for in spring with those positions. What are the reasonable expectations? Are, am, you know, I get I have a chance and, and to get on here every day. We talk about Utah and I, I just feel like this team is built for winning a championship right. in this league in this first year. There's just too much experience on this team with rising Keithy coming back that not winning a Big 12 championship would be a massive disappointment. Not making the pack, the, the, the playoff this year with the new 12 team playoff would be a massive disappointment because of what you know about the guys coming back. Is that too much? Are we putting too much expectations on this team? Um I'm trying to define how I say no here. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, no, because okay. one, these players should have that onus on themselves. 
they should be expecting this from themselves. So what we're saying should be nothing different than what they're saying to themselves in that locker room. So no, in in that sense, this is not a high um, uh, uh, ask. It's yeah. not a crazy ask for these guys because Coach Whittingham, I know for a fact, that's what he's telling these guys. This is our mission. This is our goal. We win the conference, but we do it, right? We got to do it game by game. You know, we can't look at the 13th, 14th game here at week one. We got to look at SUU first. We got to look at Baylor. We got to look at Utah State. We take it week by week and we handle business and we'll be where we want to be ultimately. Right. But, you know, these lofty expectations, these lofty goals should be on Cam Rising's uh, locker head. Right. He should be looking at these every day as, a, as if they're affirmations. Right. He should Brand Keithy, you know, uh, uh, Junior Tufuna, Samote Peppa, Lander Barton. They should have these expectations already within themselves. So what we're saying should mean nothing to them. But I, I, that's why I say, I was like, no, these are the way this schedule, I was tell, talking to Jeremy before we started this, and I'm like, it, there's a lot of factors that go into a team and your decisions and, 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 and thinking that you're going to win or lose each game. And just the way this schedule is lined out for us, you know, got some good warm-up games to get our feet underneath us before we start really crazy games as far as like starting with SUU, Baylor, Utah State. Then we jump right into Oklahoma State. You know, Arizona, those are those are great games that we've got warm up games before them. So we understand our chemistry. We understand how to go. There's not going to be much that we put out on tape that Oklahoma State's going to be like, I know what Utah's going to do. And so, like, I just think the schedule is aligned for our success. And so, yes, I do think if we're not in that championship game or in the playoffs, you know, uh, come December, January, I think it's a huge miss for this Utah program. Who stands in their way? I know you're. We, it's look. The Big Twelve is all new to us. Right. Uh, we covering BYU. We had a chance to analyze their games and some of their opponents. They didn't play everybody. They didn't play Kansas State last year, who's one of the teams we mentioned at the top of the Big Twelve this year. Who, as you look around the league, and you're still trying to feel this out. This is maybe a little way too early. But who do you think are the one or two or three teams that stand in Utah's way next year? I mean, the number one team is Utah. Utah stands in Utah's way. Okay. Right? You know, we got to prepare the right way. You got veteran guys. You you went out and got the top receiver in the Pac-12 with Dorian Singer. Right? You've expanded your offensive prowess, you know, this offseason. Right? And you, you really didn't do much outside of that. Like, you didn't do much as you're playing, and you've elevated your roster, your personnel, yeah. your possibility here. You've you've increased your depth with Money Parks and 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 bring, bringing Baron Keithy back right now with Carson Ryan attached to that. You've increased what you can do, your possibilities, and so like I think Utah number one stands in Utah's way. Outside of that, you know, you got to go with Oklahoma State, right? Oklahoma State did a terrific job last year in keeping up with Oklahoma and Texas in the conference and um, gotten, getting the Doug Walker winner in, in, in Gordon out there. Um, but, like, ultimately, we stand in our own way. Then I believe, you know, Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Um, yeah. But I, I just think those other schools are very inconsistent. You know, they might have a week where they look great and then the very next week they look like crap. There's not a consistent team in the Big 12 that I can say would stand in the way of Utah. I agree with that, and that's why I see this as a big opportunity for Utah because Utah has been that consistent yes. program. Yes, very much Last so. year, obviously, the injuries derailed them, but they still won eight games in a in a down year. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. In a, a banner year for the Pac-12. 
they've been consistent. They've been a top 25 program where all these schools that are left over from the, the past Big 12 have been up and down all over the place. Kansas State's the team with their head coach, Chris Kleiman, who's – you talk to people around the country. I mean, we're, he's, talk, we're, he's mentioned among being one of the top ten coaches in the, in the country, and for good reason. You've seen what Kansas State has done with him there. You saw what he did at North Dakota State, building that FCS program into a power, which, you know, that's, that's a great story in and of itself. He knows how to win. He's won at different levels. And I think that's the biggest threat is Kansas State, and I'll throw Oklahoma State in there as well. Um, Vegas is underrating Oklahoma State. We talked about that yesterday. <laughs> but Oklahoma State's going to be pretty darn good. They know how to win. Gunny knows how to win. But that's absolutely the truth, Sly, is it's wide open, is there's not this dominant – there's not Texas and Oklahoma anymore. This It feels like a new conference. Yeah. Because it is really wide open – in that sense. And it may not be as wide open as we think. Let's see what Utah is. Let's see how they develop. Let's see how healthy they stay. If they are what we think they are, they're the leader of the pack. But I would say overall, this is a wide open conference because everything is new and everything is unfamiliar. It's going to be really fascinating to watch this season play out with so many new teams in the conference. Even some of these new teams from last year, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston and UCF haven't played everybody yet. Right. So there's still such a newness around this con- about around this conference that is still playing out this season. And then you add Utah, Colorado, which is bringing a very fascinating dynamic with Coach Prime and Shadur Sanders. And we know what Arizona was last year. And even though they have a new head coach, they're bringing a great vibe and they're bringing a confidence and they're bringing a little swagger. Noah Fafita is a very confident kid right now. Right. The teams in the conference are going to have to knock him off that pedestal a bit. They're going to have to humble him a bit because he th- he thinks he can do anything in this in the, in college football because he did it as a freshman, right? So it's going to be really interesting to see these new teams come in. Uh, let's get into some of these position groups. What you expect? I mean, Cam Rising and, and Brent Keithy are obvious ones. I want to start with guys that are leaving and how the Utes are going to replace them. Let's look at the defensive backfield. I think that's a big question mark. Not necessarily because they don't have the talent to fill it, but you're losing essentially all-American performers in Cole Bishop and Sony Vaki who are going to the NFL. They're going to be at the Combine. We'll talk about that in the next segment. How do they replace those guys in the back? Yeah, I mean, well, and I was wondering that too, right? But I, I took some time. Um, luckily, I was able to to get in with the recruiting staff and, and find out exactly what are you guys doing? What are you guys planning you know, to fulfill those roles. We saw a little bit in the bowl game. I'm just like, yo, we're all right. Even Jonah Hall, right? You know, okay. we, we didn't really hear anything about him. He played extremely well. But that position right now is up for grabs, right? And and so uh, Coach Witt, if I know him from back in the day when I played for him, he loves competition. Mm-hmm. He brings the best out of everybody around him because they want that spot, right? It's not guaranteed. So they're going to make sure the job is done right. They're going to communicate because if that corner messes up and makes him look bad, that's not allowing him to be the best he can be. So he's going to want everybody around him to be good. That's why he likes competition. And so it brings out the best in everybody. So I think that, you know, this safety position is going to be huge as far as um, uh, the 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 competition battle goes in because you got Teo Johnson, who's I I actually talked to him. Their his natural position is the post safety. 
Okay. And so that's why he was able to rotate from the nickel to the post with Sione and Cole Bishop. They were able to do that so seamlessly because Sione and, and Cole could play down around the line of scrimmage, play that nickel position so easy. And so, you know, Tail's going to be also in that safety, that, that role this year. But these guys have done a terrific job of recruiting. I'm telling you, these um, these new guys they got coming in from um, on the on the outside. They got Kenan Johnson, you know, from uh, Georgia Tech uh, transfer. He's going to be great. Uh, but Sammy Hunter, you know, coming in from Arizona, they got a lot of young guys that play smart as well. Um, but Aliki Gilman, right? Yep. Um, he he's coming in from, from Stanford, Stanford yeah. right? And I'm, and I'm like. What do you guys like about him so much? Why do you? Why does he intrigue you? You know, Stanford didn't have such a successful program, but we're getting guys like Devontae DeMooney from over there that's coming in and, and doing great things from him. What are you seeing from Aliki Gilman? And they're just like, this guy is smart. He's already got the body for it, but he's smart. He puts himself in position, and he's a go-getter. He's not afraid to hit, which is what you need to do in this safety system. So he's going to come in and make some really big noise. Um, but they really love this kid, uh, Jelani Davis, out of Modern Day High School. Mm. He's going to make some serious noise um, coming into this um, training camp. You know, he's already smart. He's came here. He came on his official visit, but he came here multiple times on his own just to do research on Utah. So they're just like, this kid is very invested. And so we love him. He's actually smart. He knows all the system. When you watch his high school film, he does all the things that we do in this Utah program already. You know, from reading, from transferring guys, understanding multiple calls within a defense. He's going to be a guy that you're going to be really excited for playing in this defense. You know, uh, uh, Tao Johnson was a young guy in this defense. He said Jelani Davis and Smith Snowden playing in that interior part. They're going to be absolutely awesome. We've seen it with, um, oh gosh, Colts. um, Oh, Julian Blackman. Julian Blackman. Sorry. sorry. Gosh, I don't know why I had that right out of the gate. Julian Blackman, right? He was a corner, yeah. converted to safety, and now he's an NFL safety, right? right. We're going to see some of these guys who are corners also be able to convert to the safety position, i.e. Smith Snowden. They yeah. feel like he can play that hybrid route where he can do both because they like playing him on the inside, but he can also play on the back end. So we just got a lot of athletic players, but that is something that definitely we're paying attention to in spring ball and in training camp. Utes are stacked at linebacker, defensive line, nothing really new there. Most of the guys up front and in that middle are coming back, so that's exciting for Utah. Let's flip sides. Let's go to the offense. And another position group I think is interesting is running back. Jaquinnon Jackson is gone. Makai Bernard's back, but Makai Bernard's not that guy you're going to give the ball to 30 times a game. He's He's not your first down back. Exactly. Who is going to be that guy? Man, and um, I think that's going to be another battle, right? You yes. know, uh, uh, Quinton Ganther absolutely loves the fact that you know we actually have a lot of running backs in the system right now, and they're going to find themselves out here in in in, in training and uh, spring ball because people got to look at it like people look at spring ball like ah oh, it's whatever you know um, I, if I mess up in spring then you know I still have training cap no you don't. Yeah. If you spring ball allows you to get in opportunities in training camp, because if you don't do good in spring, you're not getting the reps to be good in training camp. So right. you have to do good in spring now. So he's very excited right now. They've got, uh, you know, Jalen Glover. You know, I think he's kind of leading the pack. He's got going to get the first, um, you know, uh 
opportunities to yeah. be that number one guy. And then you got Makai Bernard, of course, a savvy veteran. But uh, another guy that they actually really like that you're going to see a lot this spring is Mike Mitchell. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the body, but more so listening to Quinton Gather, he's got the feet. And Coach Ganther is he's he's a technical guy. So if you do those things right, they translate to other things. Is kind of his mindset. And this guy Mike Mitchell is actually really really good at his technique and the way he runs the ball is great, man. And and so he's gonna hit that downhill. Um, he's gonna hit that downhill gap and get to that second level like we loved with Zach Moss and Tavion Thomas. He's that type of potential of a running back. So you're gonna see a lot of things from him in the spring and in in uh, coming into training camp. So I'm very very hyped about that but uh more so when i sat down with the recruiting department anthony woods they're just like this kid is he's a hammer mm. loves contact does not shy away from contact you know when running backs get along the sideline yeah and they run out he doesn't he just <laughs> he literally goes at the defender if i'm going out of bounds you're gonna make me go out of bounds is his mm. mentality and so they absolutely love that so seeing him here in training camp and, and spring ball in training camp is going to be absolutely awesome with him as well so if one or multiple of those guys step up they'll right. be fine at running back wide receiver look we, I mean, we, we don't, we're not going to break down Cam Rising and Brant Keithy. You know who those guys are. We know what they bring. They should be healthy 100% back to who they were. Let's assume that. But they got it. You know, Cam's got to have more than just Brant Keithy. There's got to be some other receivers that play a big role. Do they have enough in house to get that done? Do you think they've got guys that can kind of break that passing game open and help Cam get even bigger passing numbers this season than he's had in the past? You know what? It's 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 really funny how we have to go about this, right? Because it's like you don't truly know what we're going to do on offense. Because we had a lot of success a few years ago when we went that three tight end system, right? We went the three tight end system. We could ultimately go four tight end system. We now have Carson Ryan, who's very flexible. Yeah. You know, we have uh, Brant Keithy coming back, who's a hybrid receiver. Uh, tight end. You got Manir McLean, who's now converted fully over to a receiver. He's absolutely great. Uh, Landon King, who showed a lot of promise. Mm. Big body. They absolutely love him. Uh, great coachable kid. They just got to put some weight on him, which you're going to do this offseason. That is the plan. And um, he's going to be a dynamic force to be reckoned with in this offense, too. That's the tight end room. Right. Yeah. So you can flex those guys out to be receivers or you can shift them down to do the running attack. And that's going to be something that the Big 12 is not going to be ready for. And so it's like, what does Andy Ludwig want to do? So on the outside, we now have Dorian Singer. We now have Tayshawn Lyons. We now have Money Park still. Right. Maneer McLean, we've seen how great he can be. And so I'm just like, we can do a lot offensively. It's all dependent on how does Andy Ludwig want to do it. You could throw Makai Bernard in there and that's your fifth receiver now. Yeah. He can convert to running back, too. So the flexibility of this offense, the versatility of what we can do, the different sets from 13 personnel, 12 personnel, to to even 10 personnel when we go four receivers, right? You know, uh, this young kid, uh, David Washington, he's going to be good. He's out of Vegas, but he's got the body. He's, the way he runs his routes is like Colin Sexton <laughs> in basketball extremely ferocious young bull young bull and that's the way david washington kind of runs his routes and he's getting out there and so absolutely love that kid you know on the outside being a young guy that could potentially contribute here you know come training camp but this offense is sky's the limit on what you want to do from who you want to give the ball to we've got to get to a break but real quick wrap up this segment i feel like the most important thing and and perhaps the biggest question mark for me is the offensive line 
do they have the horses in spring and into fall to complement everything we just talked about and help this all come together? Without them being great, they will not reach their goals. That is what I do not know. Not confident mm. on our offensive line yet. And and so, it, you know, that could come at any point. We have Which another, is why spring is so valuable. So important. And so for me, that's the main position that I'm paying attention to. Mm. Right, you're only going to get a couple plays here. It's going to be very, very uh, vanilla on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they're building chemistry. Um, I'll be surprised if they put the whole playbook in in the spring. You know, because it's very deep. But you know, most importantly, it's this offensive set. How can these offensive line run block? How can they pass block? Are they intelligent enough to get all this stuff together? Those are the things that are my question marks going in the, into uh, spring ball and in, even into training camp is are we going to be put together? Because our defense is going to be stout. You're going to yeah. face one of the best defenses in the conference every single day at practice. And if they can pick up our defense and handle that or if they're not handling it at all, that's going to be hard to tell. So many questions. There's a lot of answers. Can't wait to see it all play out, especially here in spring football as it gets underway. Me and Sly will break down the uh, NFL Combine and the locals that will be participating. Who has the most at stake? We'll try to answer that question and more. Coming up next on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.